So in today's episode, I'm going to talk about the orange mindset. And I'm going to share a couple of stories, a couple of Jerry Springer-like stories. And if you stick around to the end, uh, I'm going to tell you how one of the stories actually ended and what I would do differently if the same thing happened to me again today. All right, so I have a confession to make. I can't stand following the herd because if I do, then the best that I can be is average. And I have zero interest in average. I want remarkable. And the only way to do that is to think different. So I'm studying game changers, trailblazers, rule breakers, awesome makers, and those crazy ones who are looking to change the world and sharing what I've learned so you can make remarkable happen in your life. My name is Dean Dwyer, and this is The Mindset Show. you doing? Whoa, I don't know what happened to my voice there. Puberty, baby, puberty. Anyhow, how are you doing? I hope you're doing well. Uh, Dean Dwyer, welcome to another episode of The Mindset Show. Um, I got an interesting show today. Actually, I say interesting. It's interesting because I'm retelling a story of something that happened to me about 10 years ago. It's very Jerry Springer-like. And uh, so what I'm going to do is I got a couple of stories um, I want to talk about the main takeaway from that story and a couple of applications. But at the end, if you stick around to the end, I'm going to go back and I'm going to finish the story. I'm going to tell you how that story actually ended. And I'm also going to um, hypothesize with you, I alluded to earlier, um, how I would handle that situation differently if it was to happen to me again today and what I would do. So um, uh, back in 2006, I believe, uh, Wayne Dyer came to Toronto and I went to see him. Now, if you're not familiar with Wayne Dyer, he's written um, uh, countless numbers of books. He just passed away a few years ago, uh, but, uh, you know, huge in the personal growth space. And, you know, I love that kind of stuff. And I, I read two or three of his books. And anyway, he was coming to the city and I was like, oh, I'd love to hear him speak. And I can't remember now the gist of what it was that he talked about. But um, there was one metaphor that he shared that I never, ever forgot. I loved it. And he was talking about an orange. And he said, when you squeeze an orange, what comes out? Now, I isn't no rocket scientist, but I was like, I think orange juice comes out, sir. I don't know why I'm talking like that, by the way. Uh, But anyway, he was like, you know, when you squeeze an orange, what comes out? Orange juice. And he said, it doesn't matter when or where you squeeze it. When you squeeze an orange, orange juice comes out. And he said, here's the thing. What's inside is what comes out. And he was, t- he was referring to people. What's inside is what comes out. And I thought that was just this profound insight. I was like, wow. When people get squeezed, what's inside is what comes out. Like I, I just, I never, ever forgot that. So let's flash forward now ahead a couple of years. And I am... Um, I am now working for a guy who um, essentially has a web design company. He's got a group of people in Poland who work for him, who do all the web design stuff. And there's just him in Toronto uh, running this operation. And so I eventually convinced this guy to hire me because I had been trying to get out of teaching forever. And I finally did. So he hires me. And essentially, I am now sort of the liaison between any clients who want a website and our developers in Poland. And things are going along. First year, things are going along okay. And then in the second year, um, he brings on his future brother-in-law. And 
that's when I kind of knew that the writing was on the wall for me because I started getting asked. So he came on and he started asking all kinds of what I felt were strange questions um, that just, they seem suspicious to me. I'm like, ah, there's something going on here. Anyhow, I just kind of made a little mental note of that. And so, but I think when he first came on, we sat down, we had coffee and uh, like the guy's a giant. He was like six foot seven. He talked very quiet, very calm, very, um, it was like he sort of, carefully chose his words as he was speaking and he was like you know we want to make sure that we're a professional operation and we're well run and we provide great value and and you know all great mumbo jumbo that you know people say when they have a company and those sorts of things and nothing i i disagreed with so um we uh, so one day oh so uh, it used to be that i worked from home we didn't have an actual office so i would work from home in coffee shops in the library and those sorts of things and they now wanted um the guy who owned the company he had the main floor of the place that he was renting was was available so we were actually working on this main floor the three of us and one day we're sitting there at this big table and this six foot seven giant is having a problem with his internet so he calls the internet service provider and he's not getting the answers he wants and he loses his marbles. I mean, he just has this emotional meltdown. He is cursing and swearing and F-bombing at this customer service agent. And I'm just sitting there and I'm like, what is happening right now? Who is this guy? Like he went from this gentle giant to this raging maniac. It was it was it was like a scene off of Jerry Springer. If you've ever watched the Jerry Springer show, uh, you know you'd see these these people just go off. And this this I'm like, what? Where am I? What is happening? So he goes he goes off. I don't know how long this lasts. Eventually, I think it, it, something got resolved. But he got off the phone anyhow. And um, I remember going home that night, and 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 not just sort of dismissing it like, wow, that was crazy. But I was like. You know, that's interesting that he portrays himself as one person, but when he gets squeezed, he, he who he is comes out. You know, what's inside is what comes out. And I just, I didn't know what to do with that information, but I was just like, this is not, like, like this is something for me to not forget. Like, this is concerning. So just file this away. So I did. I just sort of, I didn't just sort of dismiss it as, oh, you know, he was upset or whatever. It's like, no, no, what's inside is what comes out. Uh, so he's not who he portrays himself to be. So I just kind of filed that away. I don't know how many weeks later or whatever, but we're now into December, but a week before Christmas. And we're working with a client and she's really difficult. Like she's just, it's one of those ones, if you're working with difficult people, you just kind of dread talking to them. She was that kind of client. Um we were doing the website. I was the li- the liaison between uh, her and the company, and uh, I actually went with this guy once um, to see her. And anyway, so uh, one day he's like, "Hey, you know what? Make sure that you keep all the email communications just in case she comes back at us and something. We've got some proof, which is a great, which is which is a great thing, you know, to say." The only problem was, and I don't know what I was thinking, uh, how naive I was in, in that business, but I was deleting all the emails. I wasn't keeping any of them. So, you know, I would just delete them after I dealt with them. And so I said to him, I didn't think anything of it at the time. I was just like, oh, you know what? I said, I've been deleting the uh, the emails. 
Well, he lost his marbles again. It was like now I was that customer service agent. He was like, you effing moron, you effing idiot. What is effing wrong? He just went on this profanity-laced tirade uh, calling me every name in the book. I had never experienced anything like this in my life like he was a crazy man again like this six foot seven giant who is just in this emotional rage and um you know i was actually really surprised now i don't do what i get in trouble in life when people make really big deals out of things that i think are not a big deal at all and i didn't think that this was a big deal um you know, that I, I was confident enough in my abilities that I would be able to, you know, handle the situation. And obviously in the future, I would keep the emails, but I, I, I didn't, I didn't think that this was a big deal. There was nothing that had happened up to that point where I thought, you know what, um, this is going to be a problem. And if it is, we'll, we'll figure it out. But anyway, um, so I typically, when people make a big deal out of something I don't think is, is a big deal, I tend to, I, I tend to uh, inherit whatever energy level they have and I respond in kind, uh, minus all the F-bombs and everything else. Uh, and I'm never pleased with myself when that happens. I'm always disappointed because it's like, man, I want to have grace and dignity in those situations. Like I do not, um, I don't want to take ownership of other people's emotional states and have it hijack my emotional state. And uh, I was so pleased with myself that through this whole thing now i am steaming like i my my face was red i could feel it um my i was look i i didn't even look at him i was just looking at my computer screen my eyes like i can't even see the screen cuz i'm so mad that it's just blurry my ears are on fire like you could have lit a cigarette on my ears i could i could feel the heat coming off them i was just so angry. So I didn't say anything through this whole tirade. He kind of goes off on me. I just sit and I listen. And then um, the owner is also there too. And he doesn't say anything at all. In fact, he's not he's not really looking at me at all. He's kind of like, but he, he's not, he's not defending me either. So I knew again, like there's something going on, but anyhow. So they asked me to, uh, to take the rest of the, the week off. I think it was a Wednesday. And they said, you know what, just take the rest of the week off and we'll see you next week. And, um, so I'm going to end the story there for a second, uh, and I'm going to come back to it at the end, and I'm going to tell you how that all sort of played itself out. But here's what I what I wanted to to sort of share with you some of the some a couple of takeaways um, from this story, and the first is, um, well, I was going to what I wanted to say to you was I was actually and I thought about this when I was going home too. I was like, why didn't I? Like, how was I able to kind of sit there and not um, let his emotional state hijack my emotional state? I mean, I was angry, uh, so there was there was a, there was definitely some hijacking, but I didn't say anything. Like, I I didn't have anything to regret in terms of how I uh, you know things that I may have said or whatever had to be. And I was like, you know, why you know why is that? And it goes back to what had happened, you know, the month previous that I had already seen this behavior. So and I I didn't just dismiss it. I had thought about it and I was like, you know, this is who this guy is. And and I I, I, I don't remember at the time thinking, like, be prepared that this is going to happen again. I, I, I should have obviously in hindsight, it should have been one of those things where like, listen, 
something's going to happen with you one day. Like, you know, like I needed to prepare myself for that, which I didn't do. So there's a little lesson for you there to think about. But, you know, the moral of the story is what's inside is what comes out. And we need to really pay attention to how people respond when they get squeezed. And we need to make a note of that as so that we can sort of um, future-proof ourselves whenever that comes back on us and we have to find a way to, to deal with that. Because the reality is uh, people are who they are when they get squeezed. Um, you know, we tend, it's funny, you know, as people, we tend to do the opposite. When people get squeezed, we dismiss that behavior. Like we find a way to say, oh, no, no, it's, you know, it's, it's either the person says, oh, listen, I'm really sorry. Um, that's not who I am. I was drunk. I was angry. I had a bad day. Um, I was emotionally wounded, whatever. Like we find a way to excuse our behavior or on the other side, people find a way to make excuses for them with the same sort of excuses. Like we find a way to dismiss that stuff and say, well, no, no, that's, that's an aberration. That's not who they are. Um, I look at that the complete opposite. That's exactly who people are, who we are. When we get squeezed, the person that comes out, what comes out, that's exactly who we are. And all the other stuff is 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 acting. Like we're we're when we're not being squeezed, we're pretending to be the version of ourselves that we most want to be. But when we get squeezed, um, what's inside is what comes out. So that's sort of the moral of the story. And I wanted to share a couple of applications or things to think about, about how you can use this mindset. Uh, again, I'm calling it the orange mindset. What's inside is what comes out. Um, so here's the first application in terms of how you can use this. And this is something that I do. Watch people when they don't know they're being watched. I think that that is the best way to uncover someone's character. And I have, I have said this on numerous times to people because you know, um, you'll be having conversations with people and they will, you know, invariably at some point be like, so who are you? What do you like? And, and I consistently say now, don't ask me what I'm like because I'm going to give you the best version of myself, which is why, by the way, I don't date. I'm not a dater because I don't like the fact that I know what's going to happen when I show up. I'm going to show the best version of myself, but that's not the true version of who I am. I would much rather meet somebody in a natural setting where there are no, um, you know, I'm not trying to pretend to be somebody that I'm not. And then you see me for who I am and then you get to make a decision. But when I get all dressed up in clothes I don't normally wear and I talk in ways that I don't normally talk, it's like, I want to vomit. I'm like, oh my God, who is this guy? Tell him to shut up. He's driving me crazy. So, um, I'm a big believer in watching people when they don't feel that they're being watched. And you can tell a lot from that. And so you can see, you can make observations. When people get squeezed, how do they respond? What comes out? And for heaven's sake, don't dismiss that stuff. That's huge. What's inside is what comes out. We make excuses for people. Don't We, we, we need to stop doing that. That that is actually... Those are big flags, big red flags that something is wrong and you need to actually make a note of that so that in the future, um, I I mentioned this phrase earlier, you can future-proof yourself. But once you know um, 
what something or someone is like, you can you can future-proof yourself so that you can effectively deal with those situations if and when they come up, you know, or they come back on you. And you know what? They almost always do. They always end up coming back on you. So um, there's not a uh, there's not a ton of of applications with this. Oh, sorry, sorry, I I, I forgot my my second application. Here's the second thing that I a way that you can use this. What happens when you get squeezed? What comes out when you get squeezed? I've been doing more of this lately. I've been really curious about how I respond to things. And that's where um, I'm going to have exponential growth, personal growth in my life. Is this? I am now beginning to look at myself. Now, I will say this. I will preface this by saying very seldom do I catch myself in the moment when I'm being squeezed to catch my reaction in the moment. But I am reflecting on it afterwards. And I'm like, wow, I got squeezed there. That was an interesting reaction. And I'm not dismissing it or saying, oh, it's, you know, oh, no, no, it's not my fault. You know, this happened, that happened. What's inside is what comes out. And, and, and that, that rule applies to me too. So I'm fascinated now with how I am responding to things. And I am beginning to put things in, in, in play that are allowing me to, um, to begin to kind of, to A, recognize that there's stuff inside that I need to deal with and then finding um, graceful, dignified ways to deal with those things. You know, I think I talked about on a previous podcast. Maybe I haven't yet. Um, I have so many conversations going on either in my head or on the podcast or with other people. I never know what I say to who. Um, but, you know, one of the things that I'm I'm very aware of now is this idea that I don't have to let other people's emotions hijack my emotions. I don't have to I don't have to take ownership of their emotions and then respond in kind. That I can still detach myself from that and respond gracefully and dign- and you know and and in a dig- and in a yeah, dignified manner. Wow, that was a hard word to say. Um and I said that's just one of many many things that I'm beginning to work on uh and, and I'm trying to sort of implement and I'm getting I'm getting better. I'm a work in progress. I'm never going to be perfect at this. And, and I've got I've got at least 50 more years, baby, to kind of work on this. But that's, you know, uh, it's not just how do other people, like, what? how do they react when they get squeezed? How do you react when you get squeezed? Um, now, I did mention at the beginning that uh, I would come back, I would circle back to the story and I would, I would tell you how that story ended. So... Uh, so I went home. I had a couple of days and I was really conflicted because, um, you know, I mentioned earlier, the company, it didn't have the values that I that I thought that we had. And I, I really str- I had been struggling with that for a while, but I didn't have any other options either. Like if I was to quit, like I didn't know what I was going to do next. Um, but I, I, I took a couple of days and I thought about it and I thought, you know, I ethically, I can't work for these people. Um, you know, and I can't work, I can't work with, with, with that particular, like if that's his management style, like that's not going to work for me at all. And so I ended up, I decided that it was time to move on. Like this was just, I didn't see a way that I could resolve this. If I was to stay, I was only staying because it was a job. And I knew, I, I knew that I would regret that. You know, I had this inflection point moment and it's like I have an opportunity here to 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 move on from this and to do something that's more in line with who I am and what I value. And so I ended up I I I, I resigned and and I wrote a really nice letter, um, 
mostly because I still had money owing to me and I knew what this guy was like. It was lots of people that he didn't, who he owed money to that he hadn't paid. And I was like, I got to make sure I get my money. And so I wrote, I wrote an honest, um, thank you note to him. And because he, he, he did, he, I've been trying to get out of teaching for 15 years and this guy gave me an opportunity to get out and I learned all kinds of things, not through him. I, it was, uh, he didn't know anything about the internet. And so I had to kind of learn it all myself, but designing websites and stuff like that, like it was a tremendous opportunity for me. So I wasn't lying when I wrote that, but I really sort of, I was very calculating in terms of what I said to make sure that I got my money. And I did, I did get my money. He, he, he was also going to pay me one month severance, which legally I was owed, but he never paid that part. But I, I wasn't, I, you know, it would have been nice to have, but I thought, you know what, I was lucky just to get the money that I was actually owed. Um, but I was also thinking about the situation with this guy and like, if that was to happen again, how would I, how would I deal with that now? And to be honest, I don't know, you know, like, like we, uh, you know, in hypothetical situations, we say things, oh, well, this is what I would do. And it's like, yeah, that's hypothetical. You don't know. Like if you're actually in it, you have no idea how you're really going to respond. I said, ideally, what I would like to do, uh, there's, there's two problems with, with that whole scenario that happened with this guy. The first, obviously, is the fact I didn't have a problem with the fact that what he said about keeping the emails that I totally agreed with. What I had an issue with was you don't have to attack me personally. And I wasn't offended by, I, like, I didn't take his attacks and go, oh my God, I'm an idiot. Or, like, I, I knew that wasn't the case. Uh, so I didn't, it wasn't like he scarred me emotionally. But um, the problem is when people do stuff like that, when they act in ways that you don't like and you don't say anything, you have now set a precedent of like, you know what? This is okay. You can do this. I'm not going to say anything. And so for me, I'm a big believer in in pushing back and setting boundaries. And so had I stayed, I would have had to address him. I, I would have had to sit down with him and say, listen, I didn't have a problem with the message because that was a good message. But what I did have a problem with is is the profanity-laced tirade that you went on um, that had nothing to do with the actual problem that you were talking about. So that's the part that we need to work out because if that's your form of communication – then I got to tell you that I I won't be able to work here anymore. And for me, you have to be, uh, sorry, I'm going to talk from my perspective. You have to be willing to deal with the worst case scenario if you're going to be able to live with yourself. And the worst case scenario is I could lose my job or I'll have to quit. Um, That keeps a lot of people from doing the right thing because they're so fearful for their job um, that they, they endure abuse that they wouldn't normally endure. But that, to me, I think, at the end of your life, that's a regret that you have, that you didn't take the stand um, and do the right thing and, and, and put your faith that life will work out in your favor, I think, when you do the, when you do the right things. So, so, that was, um, so that was one issue. But, you know, I did, I did think of something. I was thinking about this, and I'm like, what would I say? Like, how would I deal with this again? Like, if I had to do it. And I, I thought of this once... Um, I mentioned, I always, uh, I'm a big, uh, Starbucks visitor and I always get to know the baristas. And one of the questions I've started asking them is like, what's the worst experience that you've had with a customer? Because, you know, again, when you watch other people's behavior, it's, um, 
it's amazing how people change when you put a counter between two people and suddenly it's your job to serve me. It's interesting how people behave. And so um, it's appalling in in, in a lot of cases. So anyway, I always ask these different stories. And I remember one story where um, the guy was telling me what didn't happen to him. It happened to another girl that was working at the shift earlier that day. But this woman had ordered something and it wasn't what she wanted. And she, again, just lost her emotional marbles and went bananas on this woman. And like, just like, and people are in the store and she's making this massive scene. And I remember when he was telling me this story, what I would have loved if I was there, this is what I would have done. I would have pulled out my camera and I would have started filming. I said, just, I said, don't mind me. I just want to, I just want to film your, uh, your problem solving techniques here. And, and and just and what I would have been curious about would be um, how someone's behavior would change. Now I don't think in that situation that that it would have changed. I think the profanities would have been coming my way, which is totally fine because it takes it off the other person who doesn't deserve it. And I thought that's what I would. That's how, what I would have liked to have done. This like if he had gone off on me, is to just say, hey, hang on one second. You've got some really important things to say here. I just want to. Uh, I want to record this so that I can listen to it later and I can learn from it. And I'm fairly certain, not 100% certain, that he would he would have changed without me. Because I the other thing was, he was so emotionally gone that there's no rational reasoning with that. Like, there's no way that I could put my hand up and say, hey, hang on for a second. I, I, I want to hear this, but you got to lose the, the profanity, uh, you know, thing that you're doing here there's no way that you know that just would have angered him more and there's no way he would have listened to that but if but i thought that the the phone thing would be a great pattern interrupt that i could instantly change how he's responding to me by just just no emotion at all just saying hey listen this is really important let me i just want to record this and so i i'm kind of filing that little thing away because i think that i can use that in my life and other situations that uh, would be really uh, beneficial i think again where i could i could use it as a pattern interrupt to instantly change someone's behavior so that it's more in line with what i want and then it allows me to uh uh, to behave, I said, at the end of the day, all I want to do is I want to make sure that I'm handling situations, that I'm happy with the way I handle a situation, you know, with some grace and dignity. So you were listening to the orange mindset. What's inside is what comes out. What comes out when you get squeezed? So that is it for today's episode. But before you go, let me leave you with two things. First, What's the one big thing you took from this show? It could be something I said, but it could also be something completely unrelated that bubbled to the surface while listening. Don't ignore your thoughts. If they clawed their way to the surface of your gray matter, then it means they're important. Acknowledge them, honor them, and act on them if possible. Second, would you consider leaving a review? If so, here's my offer. Copy your iTunes review and send it to me via email with the subject line, My iTunes Review. And in return, I'm going to send you a thank you audio, which will include me reading your review out loud with my authentic real-time response of how your words have impacted me. I don't know about you, but I think that's going to be awesome. Anyhow, that's it, my friend. I have to bounce. (laughs) Listen to me trying to be one of the cool kids. Have a great rest of today and remember, 
you're just one mindset away from a bigger, more awesome future. I'm Dean Dwyer, and you were listening to The Mindset Show.